Welcome to New Creation Podcast. I'm Phyllis and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of a New Creation Podcast is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new and it is from God. Our nation and the nations of the world are experiencing acceleration on God's prophetic timeline. On this timeline, we recognize world events unfolding. It's like watching a huge HD screen, that's high definition screen, as the Holy Spirit shows us a nation in transition. And it's our own nation. Our nation is shifting and it's evolving into what it will become. The future is now. We're God's chosen instruments to shape the future. It's a new order of things. Everything has changed. Nothing is as it once was, nor will it ever be again. This is a prophetic declaration by the Holy Spirit. And from time to time, he'll remind me of that and have me to continue to declare it because it is truth. What is on display on this timeline? It's fleeting. It passes before us quickly. Yet we have to recognize it for what it is and what it is that God is showing us. We also have to know what's driving what we witness. And this reminds me of a theme song of this popular wrestler named John Cena had. Whenever he would enter the ring, this song would play. It was his theme song. It was a catchy song, a little catchy tune, and it was a rap song that would always play every time he would come out. And what caught my attention about this song is that there, there are certain lyrics within this song reminds me of what we're seeing uh, today before us and what I'm speaking about on this prophetic timeline. The lyrics that caught my attention in this song said, You can't see me. My time is now. That statement, those lyrics in that song, were rather prophetic because those lyrics illustrate what's playing out before our eyes every day today as we see different things that are happening before us, different events that have long-term implications to our lives here in the earth. That song, those lyrics, You Can't See Me, My Time Is Now, it actually gives the method used by the prince of the power of the air that's described in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. And I'm going to read you the international standard version of the scripture. And it reads, That you once practiced as you lived according to the ways of this present world and according to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit that is now active in those who are disobedient. See, the enemy shows his handiwork through the people who engage in lawlessness, the people that he's controlling. And those lyrics, you can't see me, my time is now, describe how the prince of the power of the air operates. He operates in an invisible way. He is a spirit, the prince of the power of the air. So he operates by impacting those or having those who are lawless do his bidding, do his work. And so we can't see him, but he's letting us know that his time is now by how he is 
actually on display through the people who are operating in lawlessness. The title of today's New Creation podcast is, What Do You See? Recently, the city of Portland, Seattle, and Chicago all look like war zones. And there's actually a spiritual war waging over these territories. And the key is whose kingdom will prevail in this war that's happening, this war that's been raged in these cities. Over this past weekend, the mayor of Chicago, her name is Lori Lightfoot, she made a declaration after her city had been under siege. It was under siege by people who had come and broke into businesses. They looted merchandise. They attacked law enforcement officers. And this is the statement she made, and I'm going to quote her. She said, These individuals engaged in what can only be described as brazen and extensive criminal looting and destruction. And to be clear, this had nothing to do with legitimate, protected First Amendment expression. This is the mayor speaking, Mayor Lightfoot. She said, officers deserve to work without having to worry about shots being fired, projectiles being thrown and being maced. And she then started to address the individuals who were responsible for this. This is what she said. She said, we are already at work finding you and intend to hold you accountable for your actions. She said, I do not care whatever justification was given for this. There is no justification for criminal behavior ever. You have no right. This was the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, her statement. Now, what is on display here? What is she speaking to? Was she speaking to just random violence in her city? I said, no, she wasn't. Now, remember, today's podcast title is, What Do You See? Now, speaking to this, when you see by the Spirit, and that's the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, a satanic event being inflicted on a region, on a town, on a city, and even sometimes on a nation. But we're talking about a city now that the mayor of Chicago was speaking of. When you see that, you know that there's a principality whose orders are to steal, kill, or destroy. And these perpetrators, the people who the, the mayor was referring to, they are the sons of disobedience that were mentioned in Ephesians 2, verse 2 that I read earlier. The sons of disobedience, but in that version, they refer to it those who are disobedient, those who operate in disobedience. So we have to pay attention to what we see. And once we know what we see, then we know how to pray how to come against it, and how to eventually to destroy these principalities and powers. Jesus says in John 10, verse 10, he says, the thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. He said, I am come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. That's what Jesus represents. That's why he has come. You must be able to see clearly what's in front of you Whose kingdom is in operation? You have to be able to see it 
before you can defeat it. Because God placed us here on the earth realm, in the earth realm, on the earth, to destroy the works of the devil. See, for this reason was the Son of God manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. But when Jesus left, he didn't leave us alone. We have the Holy Spirit, who's here to teach, lead, and guide us into all truth. And we have the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means shall harm us. That's the power that we have. So when we see these things operating, when we see a war, war zone in our cities, in our nation, in our towns, we can come against them. We have the authority that the Lord Jesus has given us to destroy these powers. Lawlessness and rebellion work together to create chaos. 1 John 3, 4 says to us, Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. Lawlessness is the breaking of God's law, and it's also the breaking of human law. The laws of the land, that's what lawlessness does. It does what it wants to do. It is rebellious. It does not respect God's law, nor does it respect man's law. It wants to do what it wants to do. And it usually is founded, rooted in, and founded in rebellion. How do you bring order to chaos? How are we to bring order to chaos? First of all, we're to establish and implement what God has created to stop chaos and to create order. Because remember, God is a God of order. God actually spells out in his word the purpose for strong government. The purpose why we have government, why we have civil governments in place. And let's take a look at Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 5. And it reads, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God granted by his permission and sanction, and those which exist have been put in place by God. Did you hear that? God is the one who's put in place the government and those authorities, policemen. Therefore, continuing, Whoever resists governmental authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who have resisted it will bring judgment, civil penalty, on themselves. For civil authorities are not a source of fear for people of good behavior, for those who do evil. Very important. The authorities are there to put back evil, to stop evil. And then it goes on to say, do you want to be unafraid of authority? Do what is good and you will receive approval and commendation. For he is God's servant to you for good. But if you do wrong, you should be afraid. For he does not carry the executioner's sword for nothing. He is God's servant, an avenger who brings punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be subject to civil authorities, not only to escape the punishment that comes with wrongdoing, but also as a matter of principles, knowing what is right before God. And this is from the definition of, of God questions. 
for Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 5, the Amplified, talking about what you see. God has informed us in his word and has given us a command in his word that we are to be subjected to those governing authorities. And when we see what we see and what we've seen in, in Seattle, in Portland, in Chicago, and in other cities around, when we see chaos, when we see disorder, when we see lawlessness, we are to declare what God's word says. And clearly today, God's word says that we are to be subject to those authorities. And if we see those who are not subject to those authorities, then we are to speak what the word of God says, declare what the word of God says over our nation, and also support those who God has placed in authority and pray for them. We declare what is right before God is what will prevail in this nation. We cancel the plan of the enemy. We bind the spirit of lawlessness, chaos, disobedience, rebellion, violence, and every unclean spirit that is attempting to overtake our land. I pray an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the church that Jesus built, the church that the gates of hell should not prevail against, will rise up in this nation and there will be peace, Jehovah Shalom, peace. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. There's another scripture that I want to share with you today. It's found in Psalm 33 and it's verse number 12 and it reads Bless is the nation whose God is the Lord the people he has chosen as his inheritance That scripture clearly shows us that a nation whose God is our Lord he will bless because it's a blessed nation and also it's the nation that God has chosen for his inheritance. In the times that we're in, talking about what we see, when we see what's happening in the landscape in this nation, we know that God will bless that nation whose God he is. And he is our God. Now let's take a look at another scripture that really brings us close to what we're experiencing here. We're to, this, in this particular scripture, we're to take it at heart, those of us who are of the household of faith, as well as those who are not of the household of faith, are to take this scripture and to really meditate on it and allow the Lord to speak to us through this scripture. And it's found in Romans chapter 3, and it's verses 11 through 14. And it reads, And this knowing the season that already is it is time for you to awake out of sleep. For now is salvation nearer to us than when we first believed. The night is far spent and the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk becomingly as in the day, not in reveling, drunkenness, not in chambering, wantonness, not in strife and jealousy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh 
to fulfill the lust thereof. This scripture basically is warning us that we're to, as the young people say, stay woke, be awake, be alert, be aware of what's going on. Because God is warning us in this scripture through the Apostle Paul, because this is in the book of Romans, that this is the season of time that we need to awake out of our sleep. Because we don't have much time. I talked about earlier the prophetic timeline. I talked about the prophetic timeline because God has declared during certain times in the earth that certain things are to are to occur. And we see right now that we're in the midst in such change, such transition, such major change. And it's not change that's going to be temporary. It's permanent change. And so since we know we're in the midst of permanent change, that things are not going to go back to the way they once were, we are to redeem the time because the days are indeed even. In other words, take advantage of the time that we have. Use our time wisely. And as this scripture is warning us that the night is far spent, that means we don't have much time. The day is at hand and it, and it emphasizes that we are to cast off the works of darkness. Anything that is not of the kingdom of God, anything that drives the kingdom of darkness, we are to cast that off. And we're supposed to put on the armor of light. It's like light, L-I-G-H-T, the light of Christ, Christ's armor that we wear. That's what helps us to cast off the works of darkness. And it talks more, it talks about reveling and drunkenness, just things that people do that feed the flesh. Those are the things that bog people down and, and draw them away from God and the things of God. But it says that we are to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and we're not to make any provision for the flesh. Any provision for that which which, which drives our feelings, our emotions, our appetites, that's the flesh. And so we're being warned here in this scripture not to put on the flesh, not to put on any provisions that leads us to the flesh. What do you see? I see a nation that repents and turns to the Lord Jesus. There is a scripture in the book of Judges. It's found in Judges chapter 21, verse 25. And it reads, in those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. That is the scripture that I pray that would never be said about our nation. But we're moving in that direction. But if we put on the Lord Jesus, if we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and obey him, we can transform a nation. Just like the people of Nineveh. When Jonah was told to go to Nineveh and pray for them, that city, that great city, and he didn't want to, but he did. When he went and he prayed that if they did not repent, that the Lord was going to destroy them. They repented and the God relented. He didn't, he didn't destroy them. And I pray that as we see as God sees and we, be, and we obey him and we fulfill our purpose that God has placed us here in the earth, we will see a nation that's transformed for Christ. 
Heavenly Father, I lift up every soul that is listening to this podcast today. I pray that every soul that hears my voice will hear you beckoning them to come to you. And if there are those who don't know you, Lord, who don't have a relationship with you, I pray that they will repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I open up my heart and I ask the Lord Jesus to come in. I believe that you raised Jesus from the dead. I'm confessing my mouth to the Lord Jesus. And I believe in my heart, as I said before, that you raised Jesus from the dead. And you say, if I do, I will be saved. And I thank you, Lord, for saving me this day. Join me next week for another episode of A New Creation Podcast. And remember, A New Creation Podcast exists to teach people how to apply the word of God to their everyday life. And also I can be found in Google Podcasts. Look for Phyllis's, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S apostrophe S, a new A-N-E-W creation, C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N podcast. And you can subscribe to the podcast each week and you can join me. And here, as I proclaim the word of God, thank you and God bless each and every one of you.